podcast. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Welcome. My name is Chris. I'm the director of Pastoral Care here at Waters Church North Adebro. And I am joined by Noah. Hey. Noah, one of my good friends, my work colleague, and brother in Christ. Yes, sir. And what is your title here at Waters Church? I am the middle school youth director. Okay. Yeah. You were careful with that because we might be changing the name. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I like that. Yep, that's good. I had to. All right, no spoiler alert on no what spoilers, it will become, yeah. but that's a great ministry that's growing. So, yeah, welcome, guys. Uh, we've been going through the book of Corinthians over the last couple months, and we're almost there. We're almost towards the end. Uh, we're in 1 Corinthians 15 today, which I'm, a, I'm excited about this topic. This is one of my favorite topics. Mm-hmm. This is a, one of the pillars of our faith. This is uh, about the resurrection of Christ, mm. right? So um, I'm really excited to, to dive into this, but uh, but let's let's well we'll recap a little bit. I think we might have some announcements. Yes, we do have some announcements. So a lot of things going on. This yeah, weekend. for North Attleboro, we got the Saturday Summer Nights coming up. It's a little carnival. It's happening on June 30th after service. So you can come to our first Summer Night event of the year, meet some new people, enjoy some uh, you know classic summer fun for the whole family. Face painting, jump houses, carnival games, and and a lot more than that. Uh, okay. We also have a Father's Day giveaway. So dads, make sure you sign up at the booth in the lobby this week only. I think it's a big, big something. I think we're yeah. giving away three or four big something. Yeah, it's one in, one socket, and uh, one per service here in North Adderall. Yeah, just so. want to make sure it's this week only for yes. a chance to win a special prize. Come this weekend. And then you come next weekend to see if you won. Yeah, come um, back. So we also have our team ministry elevates car wash for Saturday, June 23rd. Okay. Um, hosting, a, uh, hosting a car wash at the Gulf Gas Station down the street on John L. Deach. Right down um, the street. Yeah, to... At the help fund <laughs> help, uh, fun part of their Monadnock youth camp trip. Oh, that's so exciting. come and be a part of that and support them. Yeah. And then are lastly, you going? are you going on that? Yes, I will be going. Are on you? That. Oh, yes. nice, cool. Um, not on the trip, but I will be going to the car wash. As oh, okay. Should. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, my car is extra dirty. I've been saving and exactly. Waiting, so if you got go pollen there. on your car, you know where to go. Ne- yeah. So uh, come and join us this weekend. Also for Saturday at four, Sunday at nine thirty and eleven thirty in North <laughs> Attleboro, and ten thirty at our One Socket campus. Okay, great. Um, so those are our recaps. So yeah, join us for service here uh, this weekend in North Attleboro or Winsocket. Mm-hmm. We want you guys to come out and meet us. But as we're saying, we're going through the book of Corinthians, right? Yes. And we're almost at the end. And we're at one of the most exciting parts. And uh, it's Paul writing this book, right? Mm-hmm. And he's basically correcting a lot of stuff that was going on in the Church of Corinth. And uh, one of the main things, so we're getting some technical stuff going on here. This is looking good. Uh, one, what's going on in this book? We've got some people that are coming in giving a different teaching, right? Yeah. And they're basically saying, yeah, Jesus, good, good teacher, but they're denying the resurrection. Right. They're denying the resurrection of Christ, which, uh, you know, I'm passionate about. That's that's one of the pillars of our faith. That's Absolutely. one of the, the main thing. Look, these days, I don't think you have a lot of Christians going around denying the resurrection, right. but there are a lot of other faiths and a lot of people that might not even consider themselves religious or even spiritual that actually will say, yeah, I, I believe that Jesus was a good person, right? Mm-hmm. It's that whole liar, lunatic, Lord thing, but mm-hmm. you hear a lot of, look, if you're if you're Muslim, you believe that Jesus was a good prophet, right? you know? Uh, if many Jewish, you know, uh, of the Jewish persuasion believe that Jesus was a good prophet, a good teacher. Yep. Uh, I have Buddhist friends, even modern day Buddhists, believe that Jesus was a good teacher and a good prophet, right, right. but they deny the miracles, 
and they deny most importantly the right. resurrection yeah and that's a defining line too it really is because jesus was in fact a great teacher but that defines is he your lord and savior is he who he says he is right. is he the son of god that's that's the defining line right there and and so it's so easy to to say yes yes to jesus but then to accept the stuff that we can't see tangibly mm. right it's like the, the jefferson bible right he rewrote the bible for what he liked uh we heard right. this from uh, pastor tim last uh week in his teaching but um, all he did was take out the miracles. <laughs> yep. Keep all the stuff he liked, he agreed with. But what is that? That's making a God in your own image. Exactly. You know, and that's and these guys were coming in trying to create a whole new religion in their own image, um, just denying the resurrection of Christ. So today what I want to do is read through as much as we can get through. It's a lot. Uh, if we're going to talk about, you know, all the way up to 58 in 1 Corinthians. There's a lot there, but we want to break down some of it. We want to really get into it with you guys. And uh, I'm going to do a lot of reading and stuff just might... I think a lot of the text really speaks for itself right. when, when Paul's talking to them. Look, he's going to give the gospel. He's going to defend the gospel. Yeah. And then he's going to say, um, you know, to summarize before we get into it. <laughs> and then he's going to really pretty much say, you know, with, without the resurrection, what are we doing here? Mm. You know, what are we doing? None of this makes sense. I, I, I wouldn't do what I'm doing on a daily basis exactly. if Jesus wasn't resurrected. Mm. So, yeah, let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's look at it. So, well, we do want to remind you guys that this is formulated like an old-fashioned Bible study. Well, modernized. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's something we don't have. We have small groups here, but our small groups aren't Bible studies. They're sermon-based for a reason, where yeah. we can dive deeper into the sermon and all be on the same page as a body at Waters Church. Um, but in this new era, we have Facebook Live, we have YouTube, we have SoundCloud, we, we have do. all those things. So maybe you're listening to this uh, pre-recorded. We thank you, and um, and thank you for joining us. But uh, yeah, so we we just kind of recapped. You know, this it's a jacked up church, as uh, Tim will always say. You know, it's funny. I thought people might be disappointed with uh, Pastor Tim not here, so I was trying to grow out my scruff a little bit. Trying to, I think Noah. Between you and me, we almost have like a quarter of his beard. Yeah, I think so. You know, you get some good facial hair going. I hope the anointing going. comes with it. You know, the anointing with the beard. Yeah, I when, think the longer your beard, the more anointing. But it also comes to like care. I thought I you said too. annoying. The more annoying. Oh no no, no. no it, it could anointing. be annoying. Okay, I don't know. Yep. You get it caught in a zipper. I that, guess I that's know. good. That's good. <laughs> no, but uh, we uh, we wanted to try to live up to the facial facial hair. But so the people in Corinth, they, yeah, they were receiving teachings that denied the resurrection of Christ. So Paul felt uh, he needed to write them a letter. You know, Jesus just isn't just a good moral teacher. Right. If he was, then, you know, he, I don't think his teachings would have lasted this long. One thing, but yeah. So, okay. okay so we'd like to hear from people. I didn't, I didn't mention that. We like to kind of Keep the questions for the end if possible, but I'll tell you what, if something comes up in context to where we are, rather than wait to the end and then we forgot what we we're mm -hmm. talking about, I'll leave that to your discretion, Noah, to, okay. uh, to talk about that or to bring it up. You know, I'm happy to answer any question. I think uh, between the two of us, we're competent to do so, you know. I believe so. Um, well, with the help of the Holy Spirit, praise God. Um, but yeah, so let's get right into the readings. I'm going to start off, if you guys would, you know, open your Bibles, turn on your app. We're going to do, again, 1 Corinthians 15 and uh yeah i'm looking for my notes here oh that's why now see i'm new with these this high-tech slide thing so i'm gonna pull up it on my phone real quick and read and uh we're gonna start off from first corinthians 15 3 through 11 that's the first one that we're gonna look at so yeah open up your bibles tell us where you're watching from 
if you don't have any questions, we'd like to hear from you. I know people watch on the uh, the live moment that we have the mm-hmm. live stream. We have from all over the world. Yeah, which literally. is really really cool. So if wherever you're watching from, one give us a shout out. Tell us where you're watching from. We'd love to hear from you. But let's start off. And uh, again, I might just stop as we go and just kind of explain some things. But uh, you know, let's, let's see it. how it goes. All right. So Paul writing to the church, correcting them about the, uh, the, the false teachings that Jesus wasn't resurrected. Paul says, now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. So he's saying, basically, the, the teaching that I gave to you, the gospel that I gave to you, is the gospel that saves. No other gospel does. Mm. So if you hold fast to that, yes, then you're going to continue to be saved, right? Um, and he goes on to say, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. So I got it. I'm going to give it back to you. And here it is. Here's the gospel. I love this. Here's the gospel. Simply put, that Christ died for our sins. In accordance with the scriptures. What's he saying there? He's saying that the Old Testament shows us in the prophecy that Jesus was going to die for our sins. And that's really cool. You know, that uh, they have that. They have that Old Testament. So he's backing it up, right? So he's giving us the, he's giving us the, the, he's giving us the gospel. But he's... (laughs) I'm thinking about a thousand things right now, technical stuff that I shouldn't be. I'm sorry. All right. But he's thinking about, you know, how the prophecy relates and how it backs it up. He says, in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cyphus. And I love this. Now he's given proof. Now he's given proof. He appeared to Cyphus, then to the 12, then he appeared to more than 500 at one time, most of whom are still alive. You know what he's saying there? He's saying these people are coming and teaching something to you. There's 500 people still alive. Go Mm. talk to them. Exactly. Go talk to them. Find out if this Jesus was raised from the dead because he was, and here's the proof. I love that. So he says that appeared, uh, 500 appeared at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Falling asleep is, is, you know, is that time where after we die when we're waiting for the resurrection of Christ to come. So they've, you know, they've passed on, but they're waiting for those new bodies, that resurrection to come. He says, then he appears to James. He didn't stop. Jesus kept appearing. He's, he's showing more and more proof. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, speaking of himself, last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of all the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. Though it was not me, I, but the grace of God that is within me. Whether it, whether it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed." Like I could, I, I could go off right there and give my testimony right, right. of why I do what I do and why Paul did so much what he does to much is given, much is expected. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so many people I meet in our church that are on fire had this long life beforehand. It's like, why are they serving so much mm-hmm. and on fire so much? Be- not because they're trying to earn their way. 
but yeah. because they know what Christ has done for them and it's they just want to give it back. It's yeah. that passion, that burden that they have to, to give back, not to earn their way, but to give back. And that's right? inevitably what keeps you in ministry is that burden. It's that knowing what Christ has done for you, that you live out your rest, the rest of your life in that way. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I want to say it like this. Basically, uh, the gospel demands a response, mm. right? It demands a response. You can say yes, you can say no, but you have to respond to it. Right. You know, you can't you you can't just sit back and and say you know Jesus was just a good teacher because right. he wasn't. You know, we can talk about that with all the other religions, exactly. but that's basically what it is. Paul responded. All the apostles responded. And we have to respond in some mm. way. And Christians really should respond in a certain way. And, you know, we'll get into the, the glory later on and, yeah. and what that looks like, what our heaven might lo look like, and how they might even be different. But what we do here matters, but we have to respond to the gospel. Definitely. You, you can say yes or no, you have to respond. So let's go on to read um, 1 Corinthians 15, 12. Now, here's the resurrection, right? So here's what, now he's going to give you some, he gave you the gospel. He gave you some eyewitnesses, some mm -hmm. proof. Now he's going to tell you, look, you've been hearing all this stuff. Here's some truth. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the, de of the dead, then not even Christ had been raised. And if Christ had not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and our faith mm. is in vain. Why, why are we going to do this if, if Jesus wasn't raised? What, what are we doing here? Yeah. Just being good people? You know, uh, we're even found to be misrepresenting God. So he's saying, look, if, if this isn't true, then I'm misrepresenting the truth of God. And mm. I don't want to do that. You know, he's the one who is uh, zealous for the other side beforehand. So that's even further proof. Uh, because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true, that the dead are not raised. I know that's a big mumble right there, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's basically saying, you know. If one, then not the other. If you know? one, then not the other. That's good. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ had been raised. I know he's repeating that. And if Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile Whoa. and you are still in your sins. Hmm. And you're still in your sins. If Christ wasn't raised, we're still in our sins. You know, that's kind of everybody that wants to disprove the Bible, you know, usually attacks the resurrection. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people out there have seen it, but have you seen A Case for Christ, right? Yes, on, yes. on Netflix, we talk about it. it all the time, but it's a great book. There's a good documentary mm -hmm. and a really good movie, actually, on Netflix. But that's what the guy did. He went after the resurrection. Mm -hmm. He was an atheist who wanted to disprove Christianity because his wife had become Christian, and he figured, and he was a journalist, so he went after it that way. But he figured, you know, if I can disprove the resurrection, everything else falls apart. And you know what? He was right, mm. basically. Absolutely. Look at it this way. Even at the beginning, I, I, I don't know, I'm bad with this, but if it, if it was Matthew or Luke, but right when, the, uh, when they found the empty tomb, what did the, what did the Pharisees do to the, to the guards, the soldiers? They bribed them to deny that Jesus' body mm -hmm. was resurrected, basically. Yep. So from the very beginning, people were trying to deny the resurrection of Christ 
because once you take that away, everything else, look, yeah. Paul writes it right there. Then we have no forgiveness of sins. This whole thing isn't real. If right. Jesus didn't do what he said he was going to do, because he said he was going to be raised before he was even dead. Exactly. And then he did it. Yep. He foreshad It's foreshadowed all throughout the Old Testament. Jesus talked about it over and over in his ministry. Mm -hmm. Then he goes and does it. Then he appears to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people so that 2,000 years later, we're still excited and talking about it yep. and can stand firm in it. But the people that really, you know, want to attack it, that's what they go after. Yeah, because it denies all of his power. It Dem denies the power of God. It denies the miracles that he did. It denies everything about him that makes him much more than just a, a good teacher and a man. They, that's taking everything that Jesus was proclaiming he was and, right. you know, flushing it down the God toilet. in the flesh, yep. you know. And, and like he says, then, you know, your faith in vain. We are even found misrepresenting God. But even more, if, if that's true, then we're not going to be raised. Our hope isn't there. Mm. But we'll get further into that. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. So mm. none of this matters. Scary stuff. Yeah, and it also pays attention to the I'm a good person gospel. Yeah. Because you're saying that my works are what gets me saved. I'm a good person. Right. This karma deal where like if I do good, all of my past sins will be erased and you know, if you rely more on yourself than on someone else that you need to save you. And that's that's every other religion, you yeah. know, every other. This is what sets Christianity apart. You do it yourself or you realize that you can't mm. and, and accept that God did it for you. Yep. Most people can't accept that for some reason, but mm. it's such an easy thing to do, I would think, you know. Well, I don't know. He's, he's got to give you that grace. But of course. But it, it, it is exciting when you really just open up your heart to what Christ has done and accept that with faith. Mm. And then we have hope in something more. You know, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine last week who is a Buddhist. Mm. And I, I've been chiseling away at him, chiseling right, away. Right. And he, he got to the point where he told me, you know, if I did accept this Jesus, then I'd still have to lay that on top of my foundation of Buddhism. I'm like... Okay, good start, you know, I guess, you know, but he's to the point, yes, Jesus was a good person, you know, yes, I love all his teachings, and, and he follows a lot of his teachings, but he, he thinks, you know, like many Buddhists do, that when he dies, um, there's going to be this collective consciousness, this mm. oneness where everything molds in together, yeah. so I ask him, well, then, then why live this life? You know, if it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, he's like, well, you know, all experiences kind of meld together. I'm like, well, is there any justice? Mm. Like, what do you do with, if all things meld together, what do you do with the good and the bad? Mm. You know, so there are no consequences of this life. Well, the consequences are that we're re uh, reincarnated as something else, depending on this life. I'm like, well, wait a minute. First of all, I thought all consciousness melded together. But no, now you're saying that, no, now they're reincarnated again. But even with that, it's like, I asked him, I said, well, do you remember any of your old lives? <laughs> well, well, no, you know, I'm right, like, right. you weren't Joan of Arc, you weren't the King of England, <laughs> you know, because everybody claims to be something big yeah, with yeah. that. No, 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 I don't, I don't, but I think that affects my life here. I'm like, but you're not learning anything. There's mm. no consequences. I could see if you remembered your past life and you learned from your mistakes mm. like we do in this life. Look, I learned from my failures. Big right. time. And I try not to repeat them the best that I can that God shows me. But I still, you know, have we still fail in this life. Mm. It's a learned experience. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's a learning experience. If you're reincarnated and you can't remember your past, how are you learning, evolving, developing? None of that. Right. So it's almost like it's pointless. Yeah. And Paul always remembers his sin. 
He talks about all of his all past the all the time, but that shows, he says, you know, so that I, I may decrease. That's such a, a big, important fact, you That's know, good. decreasing so Jesus can increase and say, I'm not good enough. Here are all my past. And if you forget about that stuff and say, well, I'm starting over. We start over in Christ, but we don't lose our memories. <laughs> you know, we don't right. lose all the stuff that no. we've forgotten. It's, it's just simple. Sometimes as, you wish you would. Yeah, sometimes you, you wish know. you could just bury it deep down. But it, yeah. it's that reminder that Christ is still good. And sometimes you know? that's the push we need to keep doing more good. Mm -hmm. You know, again, not to earn our salvation, but remembering where we were. Yeah. You know, Paul's going to say later, and I die to myself every day. And that's what we need to do, die mm -hmm. to ourselves every day. But again, the point in this text is why even do that if Jesus wasn't resurrected? Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to continue in 18 where it says, Then those who have fallen asleep, again, are waiting for that resurrection, have left this world in Christ, have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people to be pitied. And I just want to touch on that because we've been touching on that. But it's so true. Like, yes, do we do any good in this world? Will it benefit this world? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I won't get too far into it, but talking to my Buddhist friend last week, you know, he's a missionary and he go. And that's the thing. He's a missionary. He's mm -hmm. been on six or seven missions but he goes with christians because nobody else does missionary work and that's what i asked him i said you don't see and you know excuse me for you know if if you're watching here and now or of any other religion i don't mean to disparage it i'm just saying this is true i've never met a muslim who's a missionary i've never met a jewish person who's a missionary i've never met a buddhist or a hindu who are missionaries but i know a lot of christians that do missionary work so who's doing the good of, of, you know, the good for the world all around the world for the last 2,000 years? Mm. And we know this, right, through the Black Plague, that's what exploded Christianity. It was the Christians that were willing to uh, live, serve, and die with the people that were dying right. because they had love in their hearts. But even more, they had faith and hope in the next life more than this life. Exactly. And if that's not true, Paul says, we should be pitied more than anybody. Mm. They were dying for it. They were going to the lions in the Colosseums and being attacked and persecuted. Yep. You know, our friends might like not like us. We might get <laughs> blocked on Facebook. Right, right, That's right. about it. Yep. They were faced with life or death. So mm. how they should be pitied if this isn't true? Yeah. You know, wasting. But it is true. Exactly. So stay tuned. <laughs> it is true. That's good news. Um, yeah. So we should be pitied above all. Mm. And 20 goes on. But in fact, so now he's going to give you the truth. Now he's going to give you the facts. Mm. So he was talking about what it could be. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by man came death, by a man has, has come also the resurrection of the dead. Mm. So he's talking about Adam. We'll yeah, get yeah. into this. For as Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Mm. But each in his own order. Christ, the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. So I love that. He actually tells us when we're going to be resurrected. He tells us when we can look forward to those bodies, right? When? It says right there, Christ, the first fruits, and at his coming, those who belong to Christ. So when Jesus comes back, that's when you're going to get your new body. Mm. That's when you're going to be resurrected. Cannot promise a six pack, though. Um, no, but we'll actually, <laughs> he gets into, we can't promise what it's going to look like, mm. but he describes that when we get further on, talks about the glory of, 
uh, every different type of thing under the mm, sun. Mm. And I believe we're each going to receive different glories in heaven. I'm not saying one's better than in another. Right. And we'll get into that. But it's like he'll get into it with the seed and a seed turns into a plant. And it's what what's your plant going to look like? Right, I don't right. want to get ahead of us. But uh, all right. So he says, then comes the end. So after Christ comes back, we're resurrected, dead or alive. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God, the Father, after destroying every rule and authority and power, mm. including death, which he's going to go on to. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is expected who put all things in subjection under his feet. Mm. When all things are subjected to him, then the son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him that God may be all in all. <clears throat> so how are we doing so far? Any questions on it? No this? questions so far. Everybody following along? You doing okay with this? Makes sense. Makes sense as far as the uh, the resurrection that we're looking for. All right, so then we'll get into. I love I love how playful Paul can be sometimes. Mm. He's very sarcastic at at times yeah. in this, and uh, and 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 we'll get into this next line because there's a little uh, context in this. But he says in twenty nine. Otherwise, what do people mean by being baptized on behalf <laughs> of the dead? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so in in Corinth, there were a lot of Greeks there. And in a lot of Greek mythology, they believe that the body died and the soul lived on mm -hmm. in Hades or some other form. But it, the soul was different from the body. Yes. And so the body itself could not be raised. So they, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, when you bring Christianity to any culture, oftentimes they'll impose their culture. Like I was saying with my buddy with the Buddhism, mm -hmm. you had to impose Christianity and Buddhism together, right? Yep kind of meld them. Well, that's kind of what was happening, I think, with the Greeks there, too. They still were holding on to some of their, you know, Greek teachings. Yeah. And then you had some people coming in here saying, well, you know, you believe this, you believe this. There is no resurrection of your body. You right. know, you guys were following that. But so what they were doing here were um, some people were passing away before they were baptized. So people were getting baptized on their behalf. Mm. So, Noah, you passed away, but I want to make sure you go to heaven. So I'm going to get baptized for you. Right. Now, we know baptism at Waters Church, we teach, isn't needed for salvation. Yep. Thief on the cross, right? But it's, it's a symbol that shows, you know, more than a symbol, but it shows that you belong to Christ. Mm. I always use that wedding ring right. technology, you know. Yeah. You, you're married before you put on the wedding ring, but once you put on the wedding ring, it shows the world that you're married. That's what baptism is. Mm. It's showing the world you belong to Christ. You know, um... But if you're, if you're baptizing for somebody, that's, it almost reminds me of like purgatory where you're just trying to pay somebody's way out of, you know, yeah, hell and heaven. and everything, yeah. Exactly. Um, but, but he goes on to throw that in their face, which is kind of cool because he's like, if the dead are not raised at all, why are people being baptized on their behalf? Mm. So you're doing this, you're baptizing because you're worried about the afterlife, but yet now yeah. you're saying there is no resurrection, so why are you even doing that? So he's just being real smart there and just, using their own actions mm -hmm. against their logic, if that makes sense. So in 30, he says, why are we in danger every hour, <laughs> right? I protest, brothers, by my pride in you, 
which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die every day. Mm. They're literally being attacked every day. They're literally being persecuted every day. But when Paul says, I die every day, he doesn't mean physically. He dies to himself so he can live in Christ, right? We want less of our flesh and more of him. Mm. So, but why would he do that if there was no hope of a resurrection? Exactly. And if he did, woe to him. Mm. Because I'm not saying it's a wasted life, but look, we, we do deny ourselves as Christians. We deny our, our flesh, and it is ultimately good for us to do so. It's mm. probably healthy and it's moral, but we also do it out of the knowledge and of knowing what God has done for us and the promise of what we have to come. Mm. So why do that if there is no hope in a resurrection? Yeah. It, 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 it's to be pitied above all. <laughs> um, I keep losing my place on this phone. So he dies every day. 32 goes on. What do I gain if, humanly speaking, I fought with beasts at Ephesus if the dead are not raised? And then sarcastically, he says, let us eat, drink, Tomorrow we die, you know, <laughs> uh, which I think he gets from Solomon. But that's what he's saying. Yeah, if none of this matters, let's just get drunk and, and enjoy yep. the pleasures of the world because nothing matters. No, no. And then he's and then he's pointing out to them, look, bad company ruins good morals. So watch who you're talking to. Watch who you're listening to. Mm. You know, I told you the truth, but you guys are going around listening to these people that are coming giving you false doctrine. Exactly. You know wake up he says wake up from your drunken stupor as is right and do not go on sinning for some have no knowledge of god you're listening to these people because they might be good talented speakers Mm. but they're not speaking the true gospel they're not speaking the truth you're listening to them which is foolish and he says i say this to your shame Mm. so don't do that yeah speaks a lot to how many people are are talking nowadays and not living you right. know, and there, it's this, it's, I, everybody's a Christian. Everybody believes in God. You right. know what I mean? But it's like the power of the resurrection itself is what causes you to go out and do these things for what we were saying. It's like, what's the meaning? Right. Why do we do these things? You, anybody can be a nice person. Well, you know that's what I mean? Sure. So it, it, coming down to it all, I think it's, I think it's hilarious that he's slapping him in the face with this. He's like, why not? Let's go get drunk. Let's go have a good time because it doesn't matter anyway. Right. Right. You know, I think that's Paul crazy started. the way but, he and, talks about it. But to bring it back to modern day, you know, again, I don't think we have Christians walking around saying, you know, uh, Jesus was never, never resurrected. Mm. But I think we have people in the churches in America that might not really believe that Jesus was resurrected, mm. that he performed miracles, that he raised the dead, that he healed people, that he made water into wine, that he walked on water. Exactly. Those are metaphors. Those are just stories. Mm. But you then know? you look at the fruits of that, too. If you don't believe the power of Jesus, why are you going to go out and, and do what you do? Do what you do. You why know? am I going to die every day and, if he wasn't raised from the dead? Yeah, why bother? it doesn't matter. I'm doing my part. I'm praying, you know, at dinner time. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to church every so often. Like, I think that's what defines the separation is the power of what Jesus did. Exactly. And then coming back and fulfilling that prophecy and that promise. Look, Buddha said a lot of great things. Mm. Gandhi said a lot of great things. There's a lot of great philosophers Mm. out there that said a lot of good things. But people aren't going, dying to themselves every day and serving their their community every Mm. day because of the things Gandhi said or because of the things that Buddha said. Usually they're doing those things, honestly, because I was, and I'm speaking at a personal, you know, experience here. Mm. I I was a Buddhist for a while, so it was out of selfish motivation Mm. if I did good. 
because I wanted that inner peace. It, no, no, no. God says, you know, you love him and, and you love others. And, and we learn that because he loved us. So that's why we do good yeah. other. Because it's genuine love. It's not forced fake love. Yeah. But if he didn't come back, if the supernatural mm. part of the Bible isn't real, then it's just a bunch of, you know, words on a, in a book. Yeah. And to go off of that, too, it's like that whole doing it for myself thing. That's why it's so incredible when you know, the true hands and feet of, of God go out there and help people that don't deserve it, that don't deserve love from a worldly standpoint, that are the lowest of the low or, or you know, high up in the tier. When we do things without expecting anything, without getting anything in return, it's showing that Christly love of, hey, he did this for us because he loves us, because he created right. us, because he wants to be back with us again. Like, that's, that's so much more powerful and so much bigger of a driving force than I feel a little bit of peace inside. I can go home and sleep yeah. tonight, you know? Right, which doesn't last. No. And, I, and I always tell people, you know, I used to meditate for like an hour, hour and a half every day. And now I pray for a minute or two and I have more long lasting peace out of that than, mm. you know, and yes, that it's a physical act, but I'm not, I'm not looking for peace out of, you know, that physical act. It's just what God gives me, which is his grace and his spirit when, when I um, commune with him, mm. you know, and all of us. All right. So we'll continue in 35. Uh, the resurrected resurrection body. So now we're going to get into a little bit of the physical, which is kind of cool. He's saying, he's saying, but someone will ask, and I love this because these are the mockers. People ask these things all the time today. When is Jesus coming back? You know, where's your God now type of thing. He says sarcastically, love you, Paul. How are the dead being raised? With what kind of body do they come? And then he, then he corrects him, you foolish person. <laughs> What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. Remember the mustard seed? Mm. Okay. Keep that in mind. And what you sow does not, does not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. For not all flesh is the same, but there is one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly is of one kind, and the glory of the earthly is of another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for star differs from star in glory. All right, so I, I want to look at that for, for mm. a minute because there's a lot there. But what is he saying there? And I kind of touched on it at the beginning. I don't know if this was in our pre-talk or if mm. I mentioned it in, in the podcast already. But, yeah, I, I, I don't believe that everything's necessarily equal in heaven. I'm not saying one's better than the other. But look at it this way. We're, we're all seeds, which is our physical body in this mm. metaphor, our Adam. And then we're all going to become Christ-like, which is our spiritual body. So out of the seed comes some type of plant. Let me ask you this, Christian. Is your plant going to be a grass, a little blade of gra grass? Is it going to be a weed? Is it going to be a sunflower? Is it going to be a big bush? Is it going to be an oak tree? Now, I'm not saying one of those is even better than another, but we're all going to be different. Out of our seeds become a different glory, right? So what you do in this life matters in a sense because it affects your eternal glory. Right. So you had to put to death that seed, that that physical body so the supernatural can live. And Paul will get more into mm. that. But I believe that's what he's saying here, you know, that we all receive different glories. He says even star to star to star 
there are different glories, even people to people to people, mm. you know, because people do ask all the time, you know, what's this going to be like in heaven? What's that going to be like yeah. in heaven? What are our bodies going to look like? When are we going to receive these yeah. bodies? We know we're going to be clothed in Christ. We know that there's going to be no sickness. There's going to be no death, no decay. Those are all wonderful things. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a limp right now, you won't then. But I don't know if our bodies will look anything like this. Right. And I love how he says one will be the glory of the sun, one of the moon. They're, right. they're God's creation. We are God's people. Like our talents, our abilities, the things we use for Christ has been so given to us for our own, you know, for who right. we are, for our purpose that he's called us to. So I think that's incredible that when we're in heaven, we're not just, you know, all glowing the same way or have this sort of about ourselves, but yeah. that it's, it's that mystery. It's knowing that God is fulfilling something in my heart that he started a long time ago, and yeah. then I'll see it in heaven, you know, someday where he's taken me and how much that I put back into this. Right. You know, not necessarily I'm doing this for the glory of myself, because it says that we'll lay down our crowns of before course. him, but saying that the glory that he is showing through me, you get to like see manifested. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and and others will too, right? Because mm. I hope I recognize you in heaven, Noah. Because I don't know what your, uh, your glory is going to look like. I probably won't have a beard. No, you know. I, okay. You I, think I you know. think you'd be more like an oak tree or a grape bush or a mustard seed? I really don't know. I love because uh, I don't really I'm not the judge of that. No, no. Oh. But but that's kind of cool that we. Again, he's not saying one's better or one's worse, but we're all going to be a little different. Our glory, and right. I think the lives that we live here affect what type of plant we grow into to be, you know, kind of mm. keep with that metaphor, which is cool. I mean, really, so what you do, Christian Matters, um, it, it's, it's, you know, we can go off on, on that and, and mm. feed yourself and water yourself and, you know, be useful to others. Right. And but why but you do at good. the end of the day, I love how he, he establishes it with things that we can see today because everything around us was created for God's glory. Right. And that in the end, everything is returned back to him. You know, right. the sun, the moon, the stars, they're all beautiful in their own way. Yeah. But it's who made them that matters. Right. You know, it's so cool. But unlike, you know, Buddhism or Hinduism, coming back to him is in that collective consciousness. Mm. No, we're still our own individual, mm. you know, in, in nature. It's what God does with us and through us while we're here. And that manifests into something glorious, mm. you know, for him, for eternity right. in heaven. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what, uh, what we're all going to be looking like, what we're going to be coming, you know. Um, okay, so let's continue. He says in, in 42, So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable, right? The seed dies and it turns into a, a loving, growing plant. Our physical body dies, but our immortal soul and spirit lives. So what is raised is imperishable. We will live forever with God. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised with a spiritual body. Mm. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus, it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, Jesus Christ, became a living, giving spirit. Mm. But it is not the spiritual that is first, there's an order to this, but the natural, and then the spiritual. And that's with us, right? We're, we're born natural, yeah. and then we become spiritual, spiritual beings for eternity. The first man was from earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are of dust. 
kind of non-Christians right there, if you, mm. if you think about it, which is harsh, but true. So are also those that are of dust, and as in the man of heaven. So also are those who are of heaven, Christian. So also are you, if you are in Christ, are of heaven. Mm. Walk like it, live like it. That's what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. Work towards your glory. Uh, just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, because we're all born, you know, in the image of Adam, mm. we we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven, right? Which is Christ. So we bear that in our day to day. As he's working on us, we are more like him. That's mm. why we do the good things that he told us to do, because we're becoming more like mm. him. And I think it's cool too, because Adam came from the dirt. Yep. Dirt is dirty. Literally. It's nasty. It's gnarly. And it's like you try to look at dirt and say it's clean and polished. It's not. You know, when you, but when you look at Jesus and where he comes from, mm -hmm. he comes from heaven, pure yeah. place, no dirt wholeness, on him. you know, no, nothing. And that shows no sin. sinless and blameless. And, and it's, it's cool to see that we who are made like that or we were made from dust, we have sin in our lives. We're not good enough. But he still can, cleans us. Can still be cleaned by someone so amazing. Yeah. And, and that when you combine them together, that's like such a beautiful picture. Yeah. Because usually, because we separate it. Right. In a world perspective, if you are dirt or dust, you belong over here. Right. You know, the, the higher ups, the people who think we're actually dirt and dust, who think that they're better than that are over here. And we, we separate this fact, but Jesus comes down into our filth. And yeah. it's just such a cool picture. It is. Paul it is such is. A, a good, like, literal, like a, the way he illustrates. Yeah, it the is illustrations so many ways. are amazing. He's using the obviously the agricultural, you know, um, society that they were in, but also just to use the, the genesis of it all with Adam into into Christ. Mm. You know, is beautiful. So we're getting there. He he goes on to fifty. No questions. Nothing. We got some questions, but I feel like we can. Okay. We can save well, them because we're getting close to the end. So let's finish up and uh, and then we'll answer some. Definitely. So fifty says, "I tell you this, brothers: flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable." Hmm. Behold, I love I love it. I love when he gives a behold. Pay attention, people. Behold, <laughs> look at this. I have a mystery to tell you, and right here is a revelation. This is the revelation right here but you're going to find out when and where and maybe even how you get back uh, you get that resurrected body he says behold i tell you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed for this perishable body must be put on must put on the imperishable, and the mortal must put on the immortal. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on the immortal, then shall come to pass the saying that is written. And I love this because he started off this whole text with, as it says in the Old Testament, as mm. it says in the Scripture, as it was written. And now he's throwing in some of that. Hey, this was already written, and this is when it's going to come. But death is shallowed up in victory. O death. Again, he's mocking death. Here we go. He's mocking. I love Paul. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Mm. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Christ Jesus. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Mm. He's just wrapping it up all yeah. right there. I got a little emotional there for a second. Yeah, it's, it's, what we do matters. Yeah. You know, what we do matters. But, he's saying, but look, real quick, he's yeah. saying, you know, 
look, you, you might hear these things from the world. You might hear things from other religions. Mm. But, but be steadfast. Hold on to what we've taught you, yeah. this truth. Be immovable in this subject. Jesus was resurrected. Right. It's true. Jesus came to die for our mm. sins. Believe that and work from that. Yeah. And I think, it's, I think it's crazy because where he says, death, where's your victory? Everybody believes that death is the end. That's it. It's yeah. done. And, uh, you know, I mean, look at the culture today. I mean, we have these horrible tragedies of people who are lost in the fact that this is the end. I, where do I go? What do I do? Why do I matter anymore? Right. You know, don't want to live anymore on this earth. And it's it's a horrifying tragedy. But on the opposite end, you have a savior and a Lord who says, no, no, this isn't the end. You know, there's more to it. And that's so encouraging, especially for the believer, because we're working hard. You know, if you're a true follower of Jesus, you're working hard. And it's not in vain. Yeah, it's not in vain. But that's that's what it is. Everybody's looking for these earthly crowns. They're looking for this thing now, you know? And and you just prompted me to just reach out and say, if you're watching this mm. and you're not Christian and, you, and, and you're and you wondering where you're going to go and you, you think you're just going to become dust and none of this matters, mm. God loves you. God wants you to have relationship with him. Absolutely. All you have to do is let Jesus into your heart, accept him, ask God to show you that Jesus is the truth, the answer, the way, and the light. Mm. Accept him in your heart, calm your Lord and Savior, and watch what he does with your life. Because mm. he's done that for both of us. Purpose. I love it. Immediate purpose. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Gave it to me. Purpose and knowledge of and hope and faith, like all those things. They're just words if yeah. you don't have them, if you don't own them, if they aren't part of you, they're just words. Mm. But hope, faith, love, when you when they're really a part of you, they have so much more meaning, mm. you know. So what are we looking at for uh, questions? We yeah. have like five minutes if we want to answer yeah, a couple let's hit questions. One. So uh, one of the questions is, uh, if I can get to it. Yeah, there you go. Right. Like me. It said, some say getting baptized gives you the Holy Spirit. Some say you ask for it, which is correct. Some say getting baptized gives you yeah. the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's so, not Some true. say getting baptized gives you the Holy Spirit. Yep, some no. say you ask for it, which is correct. Um, God gives the Holy Spirit, mm. right? God yeah. gives us the Holy Spirit when we accept Christ. That's when it happens. Mm-hmm. So ask Christ into your heart. If, if you know, God graces you with that, God will... The, it says the Holy Spirit then will indwell in you. Mm. So it doesn't, I mean, I get where they, they think that it comes with baptism because it says uh, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus mm. like a dove, you know, after he came out of the water. But that was Jesus, people. You're not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the beginning of his miracles and his ministry. But we know that when we accept Christ, he starts a work in us. How does he start that work in us? That's the Holy Spirit in you that changes you, that makes you agree with him. Yeah. You start to hate what you used to love and you start to love what you used to hate. You know, mm. that's God. That's the Holy Spirit that lives in you, working in you. And um, he started to do that for me personally before yeah. I got in a bowl of water. I don't <laughs> know about you. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, baptism if doesn't do that, mm. you know. And he's also, to interject there, he's also the helper. Yeah. That's what he's called biblically. Yeah. It's not this, you know, you feel better, you start to levitate and you feel Jesus. You know? right, right, it's, right. This, it's this every day, like Paul says, I fight against my flesh. I beat it yeah. into submission. Who helps you? Holy Spirit. Right. Because when you don't have that, <laughs> you'll beat yourself up into a pulp and then you, you won't matter to yourself anymore, exactly. matter to God anymore. Yeah, because you can get baptized mm-hmm. and still not have the Holy Spirit in you. Because you never had a because you never really truly accepted God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not saying true. everyone that gets baptized. I'm just saying in every church, there's saved and unsaved people. There's some people that just go through the moments, and that's something that should, in a healthy way, scare us all in into you know checking ourselves to make sure you know get in the scriptures, get in prayer, make sure that we 
we are, you know, mm. right with God. Yeah, yeah. We have another great question. So, it says, "I was baptized because I was going to be in a wedding when I was young. Okay, I didn't do it because I accepted Him. Should I get baptized again?" Yes, absolutely. Yes, mm -hmm. um, we baptize after we we rebaptize uh, rarely on occasion, and it's usually. And I love all the <laughs> where all these baptized questions. Are. We talked about baptism for like a quarter, but uh, mm. um, basically, wait, repeat the question. Yeah, uh, I was getting baptized because I was going to be okay, in the wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when I was young, should I get baptized? Yeah, again? I mean, yes, you should because baptism comes after accepting Christ, mm. right? I talked about the wedding ring. You get married, then you put on the wedding ring. If you never believed in Christ, then the baptism is just a physical act, mm. right? Yeah. It needs to come after you've accepted Christ. Yeah. So that's why we don't baby baptize because we, we know that you can't accept Christ and and as a baby you, yeah. just, you know so we want you to get baptized to show your faith mm. and then we always say it here god's going to use your story for his glory that's yeah. why we videotape ask you to get videotaped here yeah. and we show it to the congregation because someone's going to see that be inspired by that and get baptized himself mm. and then we're going to help spread the gospel in our yeah, community you can't even number the amount of people that said well because of that testimony yes. i i got baptized. that's what happened to me right i mean from a personal standpoint yeah i was i was uh what is it uh in Catholic Church, oh yeah, yeah. You, you get, confirmed. You get, yes, you get confirmed. You right. get sprinkled, and you know, yep. according to my family, who's predominantly Catholic, yeah. you're baptized. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. But it wasn't until I turned 18 when I was like, and that's not an age. There's no, you know, we have an sure, age of you sure. know of what you choose to do. But yeah. when I was 18, I made that conscious you decision to that. say like, yeah. hey, I want to follow Jesus. I want people to know that. Right. You know, and I just also want to say, look, we uh, we grew up. This is a very Catholic area, right? So, mm. and I grew up Catholic, going to a Catholic church somewhat, and I don't even know if I was baptized as a baby. To be honest, I think mm. I was, but we don't want to disparage that, so we don't tell you to argue with your family and friends. You know, yeah. I know that can be an obstacle for Definitely. people. Grandma doesn't want me to get baptized again because she saw me get baptized as a baby. Mm. So what we like you to say is, you know, I'm I'm just living out what you dedicated for me. You mm. know, you wanted me to give my life to the Lord. That's why I got, that's why you had me get baptized mm. as a baby. So I'm just confirming that, you know, so come celebrate at Waters Church and, and join me within that celebration. Mm. It doesn't take away from the baby baptizing. If anything, it just reinforces it, you know, and, and, and with real truth and love. Mm. Something else? Yeah. One last, uh, one last one here. Yeah, it says, what if it. you grew up in the church and got baptized? How many baptisms? <laughs> well, we're talking about the resurrection of Jesus. Well, res today. Raised in Christ. That's yeah, what it, you I know, guess. that's what it mirrors. And uh, real quick. And that's, I always say that in our baptism mm. class. Baptism symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection. Resurrection mm. coming out of the water. And biblically, why do we go all the way under the water? Yeah. Well, that's what the word baptism means in Greek. Mm -hmm. It's to plunge, yep. uh, to, to dip, to go under. But we, we go under the water to show the death. Then in the death, we're made new and mm. then we're brought to life by being resurrected, pulled up out of the water. That's mm. why we go up and out of the water. Yeah. But go ahead with the question. Yeah. Um, if you grew up in the church and got baptized, but you never made your faith your own until two years later. So the, the only reason that we really have people get rebaptized is if they really didn't believe in Christ and mm. just got baptized for, I've heard, I, I did it for somebody else. I did it for my parents. I might've been 18, 20, but I really didn't believe. I just did it to make my girlfriend happy or blah, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. So if that's what they're asking. Mm. I, th I believe so. It's saying that like you got baptized priorly, maybe somebody had, had sure. you know, said you need to get baptized, but not making it your own faith 
until right. two years later. Yeah, and I, I guess that my question to you would be, did you believe in Christ before you got baptized mm. and accept them into your heart? If so, you're good. If not, hey, if you have any questions on baptism moving forward, come to our next baptism class. We do it yeah. monthly. Always on the fourth uh, Sunday of the month at 1130 in our Next Steps yeah. classroom. A lot of uh, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, our last class was incredible. Yeah. We had like 12 people there. I was so excited. Yeah. So this month we're going to baptize nine people That's in wonderful. a couple of weeks. I think That's awesome. Just a couple of weeks, not this weekend, but the next. So yeah. come out for that one. Tell your friends and family those are always powerful mm. weekends. I don't know how this became a baptism topic. Well, but I mean, part of it, Paul does talk about it. I mean, to tie it all the sentence, way back yeah. in. <laughs> I mean, look, think of the people who were baptizing themselves for others. Yeah. Where's where's your faith? Why are you getting baptized? That's true. Exactly. Know? Why are you doing it? Are you just doing it out of ritual? Mm. Or, you know, or are you doing it because... Look, when I got baptized, I leveraged that because that was the only time I've ever gotten my whole family, unsaved family, into the church. Mm. And for me, that was awesome, you know, and God leveraged that and, uh, you know, started to touch the heart of my mother, who also got saved here. So, mm. you know, that's an exciting thing. Yeah. So God's going to leverage that and use it. It's a great opportunity. People will come to see your baptism, your unsaved friends and family because of you. You know, they might not come for any other day because mm. there's no other real special day that involves you. Yeah. But they're going to come that day because it's you and you asking them. Mm. So, no more questions? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we have a ton of time or no? No, I mean, we could end now. It's, uh, it's been almost an hour. We've okay. gotten 50 minutes. Yeah. I think uh, Bria's good. shaking her head saying, I smell pizza. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, Podcast Wednesday. Yeah. We all get together and have our, our Lord's Supper together. <laughs> but no, this has been a pleasure. You know, sorry if it felt jumbled and all over the place. But uh, I, I think God will do what he wants to do with it. And... Uh, it was a privilege to Absolutely. to host this podcast and talk about the resurrection mm. of Jesus. So be steadfast, be immovable, stand in the truth of your faith. Um, some of us, you know, are shy to defend our mm. faith sometimes, but know the pillars of your faith that that Christ came and died for you, that He took on the sins of the world, and that He was raised from the death. Believe those, walk in those truths, and live your life out of that truth, and watch what He's going to do with you. All right, guys, this has been the podcast. My name's Chris. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, come join us this weekend. Come meet me this weekend if you've never uh, never met me or come to Waters Church, North Attleboro, or Woonsocket. We love you, and we want you to flourish in the gospel of Christ. And this was The, the Deep, Deep End. End. Thanks for joining us for this week's Deep End Podcast. We pray that you continue to grow in your faith and that you would serve and support your local church. If you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us this weekend at Waters Church. We're located at 57 John Deach Square in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. And you can join us every Saturday at 4 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. Make sure to stay tuned in for next week's episode of The Deep End Podcast.